Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Now some fun. Get your popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! Everyone, welcome to episode 20 of the Fantasy Guides podcast. I'm your host today, Steve Rippey, because Jesse is off. College football season ended, and he was basically like, peace out, homie. <laughs> I'm going on a ski trip. I know it's crunch time. People are in the playoffs and need that last minute help. Don't care. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Jesse's been working really hard. He does the hosting and the producing of the podcast. He usually is up late at night after we record, doing all the the gritty work that I'm going to have to figure out how to do afterwards. So, no, he does a great job. And he's one of those unfortunate souls that uh, has a Christmas Eve birthday, you know, Oof. people people forget about. So, uh, yeah, no, he's he's taking some needed time off to to go have fun for his birthday. So happy for him. Um, he will be back Thursday for our weekly flex podcast where we talk about the matchups, who you should start, who you should bench. So we'll still be doing that this week with him. And then, uh, so yeah, I'm going to do my best to host today. Uh, big shoes to fill, but here we go. Um, as always, this episode is sponsored by underdog fantasy, new users who sign up with the promo code guide dog. Get a free MVP package, which gives you access to our Dynasty Redraft and Season Guides, as well as a 100% match up to $100 from Underdog Fantasy. Get in the game. So, Case, this is usually where Jesse tells us what to do, you mm-hmm. know, what's yeah. coming up next. And <laughs> I have no idea. I always forget every week. <laughs> so we're, we're flying blind here. <laughs> I know. I know. Our, our captain is missing. And. Uh, like I'm throwing the anchor out when I'm not supposed to be. I'm supposed to be hitting the throttle. I have no idea what I'm doing. So anyway, uh, I think we're going to start with how did Steve do this week? How's that sound, Case? That sounds terrific. Um, I'm hoping you did pretty well because I used a lot of your advice this week. I, I did. I did pretty decent, I think. Um, I expanded some of my content this week as far as booms and busts go. Because this is the playoffs. It's crunch time. I wanted to get more information out this week. Um, I did even harder research this week, Case. I like mm. I dug deeper, like way <laughs> deeper. Not to say I don't each week, but I went just a little deeper this time. You know, I didn't I didn't call. What is it? Is it four one one? Is that who you call yep, to make sure? Was, yep, that was the old number that you used in the nineties. Correct. No, no, is that the one for like electric, like power lines and stuff? Is that what you have to call? Oh no, no, that's eight one one. Eight one one. No, I didn't call eight one one. I just kept digging. You know, more stats. So this uh, episode is brought to you by eight one one. Be sure to call <laughs> them before you dig. <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. laughs> so okay, so quickly, I'll go over uh, some of my predictions this week. Uh, so the players that I thought would do really well, players I said would be a start. I said Dak Prescott. Um, I thought he'd be a top five option. Didn't quite finish top five, but he did finish as the QB eight. So I think he did some wonders for people this week. You get no, crickets that, for that. You, no, said top, top, you, you said top five. <laughs> yeah, but these are bold predictions, Case. It's not like you're expecting top five, but that's the boldness of it. I didn't give you a wah-wah. I gave you crickets. I had the option, and I went with crickets. All right. Well, I did say... Uh, that I thought he'd have his best game of the season. I'm pretty sure he pulled through with that. I think he did have his best game. All right. um, and then also, I said that Dalvin Cook 
uh, would finish top five. And he finished as the RB2 after having three out of his, uh, actually, yeah, it was three out of his last four games he had single-digit points. So he really came through with people. And I don't know if you watched that game, Case, but I was getting a little nervous at halftime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was not going to come through. I watched the second half because I knew that it'd be entertaining. I, mm-hmm. I just had a feeling that that game was going to get entertaining. Especially with Matt Ryan as the quarterback with a lead like that. <laughs> you right. bad things were coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another uh, guy that I really liked this week was Alvin Kamara. Um, I said he would finish top 10. He did not do that for me. He did okay. He finishes the RB21, but it was kind of a meh performance from him. Oh, I didn't know if there was a sound effect coming. There you go. I, I, okay. You can have that one. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Uh, I was really high on Isaiah Pacheco this week. I thought he could finish like top 15. Uh, he finishes the RB 35 disappointed a lot of people who started him. So my apologies for also, uh, I, I know a lot of the community was high on him. Um, as was I, and my apologies for people who may have started him. Um, I will say if somebody were to tell me, this game was going to go to overtime with the Houston Texans. I may have had a different, different uh, take on Pacheco's role there. Mm-hmm. Ended up being a lot more McKinnon than I was expecting. Uh, another guy I was high on this week, Devonta Smith, came through. Um, I thought he'd finish top twelve. Didn't quite get there, but he finished as the wide receiver seventeen. I believe he scored eighteen fantasy points, so still a good performance from him. Um. A bad call this week. I thought Mike Williams, uh, it was a smash matchup for the Chargers wide receivers. I thought he'd have a really good game. Uh, Thought he would finish top 15. He finishes the wide receiver 41. So didn't do as good. Do you notice um, how few yays I've played so far? You've had some yays, but I've just held back from playing them. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate that. I would do do the same. but, you know, Mike Williams got 10 points. Obviously, he didn't win you any weeks. But I don't know that you necessarily lose with 10 as a – we'll yeah. see. Maybe. It's not sure a bad some, floor. Some people who lost by a point or two would probably disagree. But <laughs> uh, Michael Pittman, I was high on him this week. Um, thought he would finish top 15. He finishes the wide receiver 13. So that one Yay! came through. Uh, this was a bad one, though. Uh, the matchup was amazing. We talked about how bad Arizona is against tight ends and how good Greg Dulcich has been in recent weeks. Uh, he did not come through. Tight end 45 this week. You son of a bitch. You no good damn Apologies <laughs> for anyone who started Dulcich. I, I, start, I started Dulcich. That's oh. why I got that sound effect. <laughs> I gotcha. Listen. Listen, I wish it always worked out. You know who mm-hmm. another guy's really high on this week? Did, didn't make it to that particular post, but uh, Miles Sanders mm. was really high on him because he's been having an amazing season. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a uh, smash matchup as well. Came through with one point. So, yeesh. It's not part of this segment, Case. <laughs> well, I'm still going to play it. <laughs> uh, your, your thoughts still get recorded. <laughs> no, God. Uh, okay, and then on to some of my busts. And now I was very careful this week to kind of switch when I switched up the post a little bit. I did not say sit. I did not say sit any of these players. <laughs> I said they could be busts, basically saying like, you know, temper expectations. And one of those, the the cover of this post was Saquon Barkley. Mm. I said because the commanders over the like since week eight, giving up the third fewest points to the position, um, they have been stout versus the running back position. 
but Saquon came through. He finishes the RB seven this week. Um, but again, I never advised anyone to bench him. I've got I've got all the receipts if anyone wants them. But <laughs> but that was a that, he did way better than I thought. He came through with twenty three points. So now in your visual for that, do I have to read the fine print for us to understand not to sit him? If I'm looking at the at the picture, well, Casey, if you listen to the fantasy flex that we record mm. every um, Thursday. Thursday morning before the games kick off, I specifically said I'm not advising anyone to bench Saquon Barkley, okay. but I am projecting a, a a lower game, like a down game, and partly because he played in the uh, in the late the late window. Like if you know people that might need a little bit more of a boom player on mm-hmm. other positions, that was kind of my thinking there. Okay, uh, another guy who I was down on this week, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I said he'd finish outside, I believe, the top 20 wide receivers. He finishes the wide receiver 32 in a tough matchup against the Broncos. Yay! Chris Olave was another guy I was down on. Um, and this is the thing. With our weekly rankings, you know, we've adjusted those to only go back the last, like, uh, eight weeks. So it's a little more representative of the current defenses they're facing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people... We're saying, why would you sit Chris Olave? This is a terrible take. The Falcons are, are giving up so many points to the position. And if you look, like if you go to Yahoo and you look at points against, it would show Chris Olave with a really good matchup. The Falcons giving up the fifth most points to wide receivers. But if you looked over the last five, uh, like sorry, the last like eight weeks, like I just said, um, they're giving up some of the fewest. I think they were like the fourth fewest, I believe. And so they've been pretty stingy against wide receivers and Chris Olave had a tough game and he finishes the wide receiver 48. There you go. Boom. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and play it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but another team that's been stout against wide receivers in particular, the slot was the Houston Texans. I thought Juju Smith Schuster would have a bad game, but he actually came through 10 catches in that game finishes the wide receiver 18. No, I think I was wrong. I think I was wrong on that one. I mean, 18. What are you going to do? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, right in the middle. Other guy I was low on this week was TJ Hawkinson. Um, the uh, Colts, very stingy against the tight end. Uh, this one was actually looking a lot better. He had five points going at the end of the game, but then it went to overtime and he ended up mm-hmm. with like 8.8 or something like that. We, we uh, don't still- count those. Yeah, I'd like to not count them. Whenever I have somebody as a bust and it goes to overtime, I'm always like, son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> but he still finishes a tight end, 18. Not a great game for Hawkinson. Yay! Um, another tight end, though, that I was low on that I didn't think would perform this week was Evan Ingram against the Cowboys. Cowboys had only allowed one tight end all season to score in the double digits. Well, now they have two. Evan Ingram scored 14 <laughs> points, finishes the tight end six. And he almost had a touchdown that he'd missed out on. So good game for Evan Ingram. I was wrong on that one. Uh, another guy was lower on this week, Jared Goff against the Jets. We know how stingy the Jets are against quarterbacks and wide receivers. And he did have a down game, not like a bad game. I think he finished with like 16 fantasy points, but still a QB 17 finish, which isn't great if, uh, if you know, when you're starting your quarterback. Um, and then in that same game, I was lower on Amon Ross St. Brown. Again, not telling anybody to bench Amon Ross, but I thought he'd have a down game. And it was kind of a down game for, for him. He scored 15 fantasy points. I said he'd finish outside the top 20. He finishes the wide receiver 23. So he did have that bad 
that down game, not a bad game. Yeah, boom. You got that yeah. one. And then, but but I think this was our best call of the week. Uh, Detroit Lions, again, one of those things. I, I read Fantasy Pros had written that it was a um, great matchup on paper. And I had posted earlier in the week that it was not, that the Lions hadn't allowed, have not allowed a single running back to score even double digit fantasy points since week seven against the Cowboys. Oh, wow. And, and so I thought this was a bad play. Um, had a lot of people disagree with me, but he scored 2.3 fantasy points, finishes the, RB, <sighs> finishes the RB 58. I did have some people message me that they benched him because of it. So I'm really, yeah. really happy for those people that benched him. It, it might've, might've been the difference in them. Yeah. Uh, one guy said he benched Bam Knight for, um, Jerick McKinnon. So oh, that's, that's, that's the right factor right there. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. I think overall is a pretty good week. I, again, I'm going to, I'm going to dig even deeper this time. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get to like below the clay level of soil this week to, <laughs> to get even better uh, results for everybody. So I, keep, I believe they say uh, below the native soil and into the, is clay. that I'm not a, not a geologist Casey. <laughs> I could be just making that up as well. <laughs> Probably. We make a lot of stuff up on this podcast. But okay. And let's see. What's our next segment? I think missing points, I believe, is next. Let's go ahead and go over there. Just more of me talking. Uh, okay. Missing points this week. Jamison Williams. I don't know how many people started him. It was a really bad matchup. Uh, if you did, uh, this was bad. This was bad because he had a 45-yard which would have been an easy touchdown from Jared Goff, but it was underthrown. Uh, it was an 11 and a half point swing. He ended up with zero fantasy points. Could have had an 11 and a half. I doubt very many people started him. So this, this was a bad matchup. If you did, yeesh, like if you were desperate, that's could be the, the difference in winning and losing that week. Yeah. Um, Evan Ingram. I talked about him earlier. He had a 10 yard touchdown pass in the back of the end zone. Um, that he that he almost had but couldn't pull it in. Still finished with fourteen point two points. Could have been the tight end, or he was the tight end six. Could have been the tight end three if he had caught that with twenty two points. <laughs> Excuse me, had to clear my throat there. It's so uh, funny. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Stefan Diggs. He had a four yard touchdown in the end zone, but it went right off his fingertips. Finished with 10.7 fantasy points. Could have been 18 points. Finishes the wide receiver 39. Ouch. Could have been the wide receiver 16. Now, that one could have cost people. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're expecting, like, one of your, your big playmakers to have a big game and you miss on that, that's that's ouch. Yeah. Uh, in that same game, Tyreek Hill uh, had a pass go off his fingertips in the end zone, which would have been a two-yard touchdown pass. He finished with 22 points. Could have been 29. Oh, I have him going in a game where I desperately need those points. Mm. Well, hopefully it works out for you, Case. <laughs> I don't think it's going to. Do you think uh, Christian Watson has scored 20 points since the last time we since we started this podcast? I feel like every time I look at the Packers game at halftime, it's underwhelming. And mm -hmm. I did check right before we got on, and it looks pretty underwhelming. But mm -hmm. yeah. I'll check as we go on, maybe during your segment when I'm <laughs> When I'm pretending to listen, I will. Uh, I'll check. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. All right. Amari Cooper. He had a shot at a two-yard touchdown fade in the corner of the end zone, but couldn't haul it in. Uh, like three since Watson's come back, he's had some down weeks. Uh, finishes a wide receiver forty-three, but had he caught that, could have been the wide receiver seventeen with seventeen points. Mm. Well, I was going against him, so that was helpful to me. So. Mm. 
Now, Case, did you watch the, any of the Eagles um, Bears game? I did not. I, I unfortunately, so in that game, I was going against David Montgomery, Jalen Hurts, and um, oh, I can't think of his name, AJ Brown. Oh, so that's not a fun I, one to watch. I did, I did not want to watch at all. There was no. no point in me watching that game. You did the you did the right thing. Yeah, uh, I I hate those kind of games. I'd rather watch where my guys are chasing points. Mm-hmm. When I'm just like watching the other team like pick uh, chip away at my lead. I hate watching those games. Well, and it was at halftime, and it was looking pretty good at half. I was like, hey, single digits mm-hmm. for basically everybody but Montgomery. Mm-hmm. That's when I get more nervous, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I did watch. Uh, well, I wasn't watching this game in particular, but I was watching the Red Zone channel and they had this on at that moment. Justin Fields had like an insane run. He was making so many moves. He had this long run and he ended up getting in the end zone. I was like, I was texting people like this is the best run I think I've ever seen from a quarterback. Um, ended up. He stepped out of bounds at the nine yard line. It was an insane play. Uh, just barely missed out on a long touchdown run. He still did awesome. He was the QB seven with 23.6 points, but could have been the QB five. He's just a little more inside on the sideline there. Yeah. Uh, could have been the QB five with 31 points. Uh, don't you hate where those sidelines are located? I know. Like <laughs> extend them out a little bit. This game was so much cooler before there were sidelines. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ramondre Stevenson. So there's a lot of fantasy analysts. I didn't have a lot of hard takes on Ramondre, but I was kind of in agreement with a lot of people saying like, eh, you know, let's be a little hesitant with Ramondre. I just pictured that ankle maybe being an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately for people that benched him, uh, they wish they had started him. He finished with 25 points as the RB5, um, but he could have had a, a bigger game. He was stuffed at the one yard line, could have finished with 31 points. Either way, he still had a great game, but could have been the RB2 with, I, with that touchdown. I also think because he lateraled at the end, none of those yards counted from his point of view, oh, which was like 20 what yards. The, what, what about the reception? Did that count? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Was it a reception? Was... I thought it was a dump off. Was it a dump off? I think it was. Okay. Uh, by the way, the most crazy that in the Kenyon Drake one. Yeah, we're gonna cover that and cover zero, but <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> we'll I'll tease I'll, it here. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait on that one. Um, another one. Derrick Henry was stuffed at the at the one on a goal line carry. I believe I could be wrong. I feel like he was stuffed twice near the one yard line. Mm. Um, and then Tennessee opted to let an injured Ryan Tannehill <laughs> sneak it in. So, <laughs> not that I like feel bad for Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah. fantasy managers because he's always comes through on those it's mm-hmm. like can he get he can get vultured like once a season right? right but but if you were relying on that touchdown that was that was pretty brutal because usually that's a gimme with him mm-hmm. at a minimum he gets one of those a year yep uh so that's it for missing points this week uh those aren't all the guys that missed this week that's just uh the a couple that we listed some of the bigger names or the the more controversial plays but we list all of our missing points uh on our premium content if you're a subscriber so uh it's super cheap three dollars a month to subscribe so you'll get some of that premium content and see who could have had better seasons this year and you know who 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 might be a value next year like someone like justin jefferson who has like the same amount of missed points as a you know wide receiver three this year he's had an insane amount so check i love i love the subscription because you put out weekly your rankings uh through i think it's a hundred 
How many how many rankings do you give for running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks in that? What's the uh, we go you stop past at? the past the native soil line? Case <laughs> it's way deep. <laughs> I, I don't even know. It goes really deep. We do so. What what I do is I populate out my rankings, and then when I populate them out, like you've seen it, it's those bars the metrics and then I go through and see where things line up and I kind of move them around and mm-hmm. spend a lot of the time on it. So I think they're, I, I'm pretty proud of those rankings. So, uh, Hey, I think they're the best out there. What I love most about it is if somebody asks me, Hey, who should I start? I don't even think about it. I just go straight to the metric and I go, uh, all right, he's ranked ahead of him here on uh, fantasy guides. So I'm going to just go with that, which yep. makes it super simple to be a friend to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And it's super visual too. Like I'll just go and look at it and I'm like, Oh, that's easy. It's an easy decision. You know, sometimes I don't even have to look at the rankings. <laughs> maybe sometimes I go against some of my rankings. Cause maybe I, I, I see something differently, but I, I can look and go, Oh gosh, this guy's got a way better matchup and they're ranked closely. Let's go with this guy. You know what we anyway. need to do? We need a segment that's just Casey's gut. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just plug and play. I don't even look <laughs> at stats. I just look at the who's playing who. Mm-hmm. And I, I put them all up and then we compare Casey's gut versus Steven's eight one one digs. You know, my, my nervousness is what if, what if your gut wins out? <laughs> we won't report it. <laughs> <laughs> we won't push that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. So that's it for missing points this week. Case. I think next is the news. Can we, can you do some news for us? Hey, yeah, let's do some cover zero sans Jesse. Yeah. All right. Double wing right. Ace. <laughs> All right. Well, this was definitely a week to remember in the NFL as there were some very wild finishes. Let's start in Minnesota as Matt Ryan set another record for blowing a huge lead as the Vikings overcame a 33-0 deficit to defeat the Colts 39-36. The loss put such a bad taste in the mouths of Colts fans that Matty Ice was forced to change his nickname to Natty Ice. (laughs) Hey. Natty Ice. Disgusting. Hey, Stephen, cheers to that. <laughs> I can tell you it's not a natty ice. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no one brings, should be drinking that. Brings me back to my college days. I've never, I think I've had one sip and that was enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you got the same sense I did, Stephen, watching the game, but I I think Ursay made a phone call to Saturday at half being like, hey, listen, the season's lost. And, uh, if you want to keep your job, you're going to go ahead and have to lose this game. Oh, I don't think Saturday. I think Saturday knows he's an interim. I don't think he plans on keeping his job. I think there was some money <laughs> mentioned. You know, hey, yeah, probably. You want like a little bonus for for all the nice work you put in this week? Maybe <laughs> maybe pull back a little bit. He's the only coach in the NFL that has a signing bonus of losses. If his losses <laughs> are a certain total, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Hey, that was fun though. If you had like a Justin Jefferson in that game, I did. And, oh, that was I. I did too. I haven't been a league. He, hey, he was our wide receiver one this year. We had him over Cooper mm-hmm. Cup. 
And uh, if you add up his missing points to what he's actually <laughs> scored, it's it's not even calculable. It's he's that he's been that good. Like a Nobody calculator knows. No, you try to plug it in, the calculator breaks. What is the uh, uh, what's the error? I think it just says ERR when you get to a number too high. I think so. I think you're right. Well, speaking of aging quarterbacks who squandered leads and should just retire, Tom Brady lost yet again, this time after leading by 17 points against the Bengals. The loss was mostly due to the four turnovers Tom Brady had during the second half. Yes. It was the worst outing for a goat I've seen since 1993. Where's the goat? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Case, I would have been able to guess the year on that if you had asked me the movie, Jurassic no, Park. It plays, it plays a little better if I mention the year, I feel like. Yeah. I, Case, I was I had sent you that text message. I remember being a kid and just being like the what was it? The Dino Riders T-Rex. That was like mm-hmm. the best thing now. So my son, he kind of likes dinosaurs, but he's not like so into them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was doing some Christmas shopping and I was walking through the target and they had like this, I don't know, the predator pack, like this, <laughs> this giant box that had like gigantosaurus and T-Rex and some other thing that's got like Wolverine claws. And I, I, I contemplated just getting it for myself because when I was a kid, we could never get that stuff. It was too expensive. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, that I'm 40, I can afford those kind of toys. <laughs> You're if you can yeah. afford those kid toys. I was really close to, to purchasing said item. But it's funny that you, you mentioned that because we did actually get Jurassic Park toys when the movie came out. But when Dino Riders was out, uh, the Dino Riders T-Rex was far too expensive. Oh, I remember, definitely. was it KB Toys in Grand Junction? Seeing it on the shelf there. Mm. And I think it was $60 at the time. I think it's seared into my mind. And that was, you know, late 1980s, a lot of money. Well, I recently looked up how much one is. And if you get one in the package right now, mm-hmm. yeah. you're looking at about eight grand. Oh, my. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for uh... <laughs> at the same time. That would not have stayed in the package. The head would be missing as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. A lot of, a lot of missing paint chipped yeah. off. Yeah. Seeing Unfor- how far it can fall. <laughs> Unfortunately, Case, when I finally did get the like Jurassic Park T Rex, I-, I was a little too old. Yeah. Like, like that was what I was like a little too old. Like I was like, hey, I'm gonna hide this when like my friends come over. Right. It's gonna like. I'm going to hide it under my bed when my friends come over because I don't want them to see I've got a Jurassic Park T-Rex and I'm 12 years old, you know. Well, we'd always play in my room, too, so that if your friends did come over while we were in the middle of playing with the toys, you could be like, oh, I got to go. And then there was no crime scene. One yeah, of our fr- like, a friend just pops in my room. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Doesn't look like nothing. What's under the covers? It's yeah, nothing. It's porno. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Yeah. Right, uh, I don't even know. Can you? Where were we? This is this is definitely getting. We got to edit this out. This is going too long. Wait a minute. Well, just to prove there is a god, and he's a huge Tom Brady fan. The Bucks are still first in their division, despite a six and eight record, meaning they will most certainly host a playoff game this year. There is no justice. There is no god. Do you hear me? 
Case, if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl this year, will you give up? Will, you, will, will football be done? Will you be you, dead? Like, will it be dead to you? You will no longer have me on this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> just or in hey, any dynasty leagues or fantasy football leagues. I will say one thing that Brady, other than the actual football losses, he seems to be losing all of his brown hair as well. <laughs> like, he seems to be going gray pretty quick. Also, his face seems to be elongating. I don't know yeah. how that happens, but eh, age happens to to all of us. Case, I'm gonna, I'm I'm not far behind. <laughs> well, let's put that bad news out of our mind and go on to my favorite team to report on, the Washington Commanders, where the officials did everything they possibly could to make sure the Giants covered the spread. Fans were in disbelief as Terry McLaurin checked with the line judge to make sure he was on the line before the snap and then moved up to accommodate the line judge, but was still flagged for illegal formation on a play that was a halfback dive. I I thought that was the most ridiculous flag mm-hmm. I've seen in a very long time. Like the ref was, he's like, you're good. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm just going to get ready. Snap, throwing the flag. Like that felt as, uh, that felt very Vegasy. Yep. It definitely did. That made me mad. Like, come on. That was ridiculous. It was a halfback dive where if he's on the line, it's better for the offense because he can engage that cornerback. If he's off the line, it's actually worse for the offense because he can't engage, engage that corner. I mean, he's checking with you. Okay. Let's just say he was slightly off the line. Mm-hmm. He checked with you. Come on, yeah. he's he's trying to do the right thing. Like I don't know that that one frustrated me. I thought that was yeah. ridiculous. Well, here's a live listen to people who had Brian Robinson in their starting lineups and lost in this week's fantasy playoffs. There is no justice. There is no God. Do you hear me? Because Brian Robinson ran that play in, and then uh, they didn't score after that. To make matters worse, Curtis Samuel was frisked while attempting a reception, and no flags were found on or around his person on the next play. He also stated that his wallet was missing after being wrapped up by the defender prior to the ball arriving. (sighs) Now, Case, was there any... uh, Did Brian Robinson wear the big hat after the game? (laughs) You know, my outsiders didn't report it, so I'm guessing that's only a victory hat. Yeah, I feel like if he scored that touchdown, the the, the hat might have been displayed. You know, that frustrates me too, because I I didn't uh, post on it, but I was high on uh, Brian Robinson this week, too. He was higher in my rankings than consensus, and I could have used that touchdown. I think he would end up with like 16 points. Yeah, I, well, I was there. I was going against Brian Robinson um, when I thought I still had a chance to win that game. So when I heard that, I was um, putting my fist in the air for joy. Yeah. But. Well, one man's uh, one man's glory is another man's defeat. Case. That's that's true. Uh, Well, on to what I thought was the wildest finish of the week, where the Raiders beat the Patriots on the last play of the game. At last, we have justice. Uh, The best part of that was that they lost in bizarre, non-Belichick fashion as they were in a tie game, and Ramondre Stevenson lateraled to Jacoby Myers, who threw the ball back to Mac Jones but was intercepted by one of Belichick's old friends, Chandler Jones, who trucked Mac and then ran the ball in for a pick six, which was technically a fumble six. It was the most embarrassing thing involving people in Patriots uniforms since January 6th. 
you have to say the year or do people just know? I think people know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot that Chandler Jones played for the Patriots. You're right. Uh, that yeah. was, and you got to know Belichick. He's such a stickler for like no turnovers and, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, special teams. I know that wasn't a special team, but play, but those last plays of the game like that are kind of special teams like plays. It's kind of, there's some, there's some trickery. There's some shenanigans, you know, some <laughs> hijinks going on. Uh, but I put solely all the blame on Mac Jones. Like, first of all, you're incorrect. He was not trucked. He was stiff armed. And that was the most pathetic attempt at a tackle. Like Chandler Jones is like not even a wide receiver. He's a defensive end. And he like high points the ball, just catches it, looks de- like Mac Jones knows that that ball is going straight to Chandler Jones. And like, just go for his knees. And yeah. Chandler Jones is like, ah, uh-uh, no, there can only be one Jones here. And just, but usually that, I always feel like happens in favor of the Patriots yep, plays like exactly. that. Mm-hmm. I, I was pretty happy. It did remind me of the Kenyon Drake kick, uh, kickoff return yeah. when he was with Miami, when Gronk was absurdly on the field for some reason. And, well, and he, yeah. what I also loved was they won a game off a punt return on the last play of the game this year against the jets. And that oh, frustrated me, but seeing this, I, you know, now we're even, we're even Ramondre Steven. It is funny too. He lost to Josh McDaniels because Josh McDaniels is losing to like Jeff Saturday and mm-hmm. uh, and Baker Mayfield, but he <laughs> ends up beating uh, Bill Belichick. So I think he's two and zero against he Belichick. He, yeah. So he beat Belichick in 09 when the Broncos were wearing the the ugliest uniforms in NFL history. <laughs> Those brown ones, where it was like brown mm-hmm. and gold. Yeah, with stripes, that. with brown stripes, right? And, and and Kyle Orton was the quarterback. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a bad game. Speaking of Kyle Orton, that's kind of what Aaron Rodgers' look is like these days. I, I don't know what's about going. that little tuft of hair that came out of the back of the helmet. Aaron Rodgers' hair to me looks like like hair from the 1920s. Like mm-hmm. when you see these these like the uh, what was that stuff that they'd put in their hair that that grease uh, pomade. Yeah, like pomade. He's starting to look like like almost like a boxer from the 1920s <laughs> is what I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's go to college football news, even though Jesse's not here. Uh, and in Oregon, Cam, McG- Cam McCormick was granted a ninth, that's right, ninth season of eligibility to play football. Did you hear I finally graduated? <laughs> yeah, and just a shade under a decade, too. All right. You know, a lot of people go to college for nine years. I know. They're called doctors. <laughs> now, to be fair... He's more injury-prone than Kadarius Tony's hamstring, which is why he was granted the ninth year of eligibility. What's his name? What's his name? Cam McCormick. I got to see the – he's got to have gray hair at this point, right? <laughs> well, if my gray, when, I, when I Google it, it just says Cam McCormick age. <laughs> it comes up. You knew that yeah. would be it? I'm going to guess yeah. 27 or 28. Well, I didn't click on that link. Let me go oh, back. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's see here. He is. Oh, I don't know. Keep going. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on to Tyree Kill till you get that uh, very pertinent information. Who was once again complaining about his former eleven and three team, stating, "Quote that there would be games where I'd get two to three targets a game. I didn't feel valuable. I had to get out of there." 
Yes, Tyreek Hill, the true definition of a team-first player. <laughs> Steven, are you out there? Did you find it? <laughs> no, I can't find I can't find his date of birth. This, uh, no. He's got to be 27 or 28. Yeah. That's where he's going to land. I just, that's crazy. Ninth year of eligibility. <laughs> Uh, And finally, let's go to Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers, on a recent podcast, stated that ayahuasca helped him conquer his fear of death, and based on his recent behavior, also took away the fear of looking and sounding like a douche. (laughs) That is it for this week. Consider your NFL zero covered. Let's go back to our regularly scheduled podcast. What is he afraid of? Like, what, what death is he afraid of? He's just afraid of leaving this world behind. I think as death as a whole, as a whole. Like when I was a kid, I remember being scared of electric eels and, qui- <laughs> and quicksand. What about I thought, anvils? Yeah, anvils. Like those were the things I thought would take me down at some point. I'm just curious what Aaron Rodgers like. I think this is all BS. I don't think he's looking over his shoulder, like waiting for. He's hard to listen to in an interview. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but he talks in a voice that is made for NPR. Uh, It's kind of the, did you watch any of like last year with the Johnny Depp trial? Mm, Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That was like, oh my gosh. Like if you're the, what's the person that writes the notes? (laughs) The stenographer. Yeah. Like they're just waiting. Like I, is he going to say something like that must have been the easiest job? Uh, whoever the stenographer was for, for that trial. Do you think they have to type uh, pauses like his blank spaces? And then five seconds later, he resumed. I don't know, but I, I did not watch the whole trial. I just watched the clips and the clips were bad enough. I can only imagine sitting in, in that room. Unbearable. But, uh, yeah. But okay. Uh, all right. What are we on to next? Let's see. Oh, we gotta, we gotta talk about some waivers case. Okay. This is uh, going into week 16. I am shocked. Zay Jones on Yahoo. Now, I know in sharper leagues, he's owned in every league. So people that are complaining that oh, he's in my I Yeah, he's he's owned in every league I'm in as well. But only 55% owned in Yahoo. So 45% availability. Um, he has uh, over the last what was it, four weeks, he's the wide receiver six. Oh, wow. Uh, he's averaging 10 targets a game since week 10. He's a must own. And at this point, a must start. So got to go get Zay Jones if he's available. Another one, uh, Jonathan Taylor, high ankle sprain, basically done for the year. So uh, Deion Jackson, we saw him in his first game when he replaced Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I believe he had 10 targets and 10 receptions. Hmm. Uh, that's one thing I feel like the uh, – Colts are good at is getting that older quarterback like a Phillip Rivers and a Matt Ryan that just dumped the ball off to the running back. Mm-hmm. So I think Deion Jackson could be a could be startable here in uh, week sixteen. So go get him. He's only seven percent owned in fantasy leagues. Um, excuse me. Let's see. Tyler Algier, thirty seven percent ownership. He had seventeen rushing attempts this past week. Seventeen rushing attempts. I don't care how bad you are at running back. That's good enough for me. <laughs> he should be owned, so go get him. Uh, Chigakonkwa, Akonkwo, still haven't mastered that. 29% available. He's had uh, at least 10 fantasy points 
in three straight games. He's had at least five receptions three games in a row. Uh, he's a good part of the Titans offense, so he needs to be available or needs to be owned. Mike White of the Jets, he missed this week. He was my like, he he was actually a guy on my post case. I, I posted this early enough to where people could easily uh, pivot, but he was a guy I was really high on this week against the Detroit Lions. I had him, I believe it's like my QB 13 possibly. Um, I was really high on him, but the, I guess, <laughs> the Jets, I think they were going to any doctor they could to like, <laughs> to like clear him for broken ribs and like every doctor was like no it was like that episode of seinfeld <laughs> they like well who was it kramer or elaine yeah. I don't even no, like, kramer kept going in for elaine trying to get her chart because yeah somebody had written something negative on her chart yeah she, they kept going like doctor to doctor and they'd look at the chart and they'd go oh no i feel like that was mike white this week he just like every doctor was like i i can't clear him <laughs> If he's uh, so cleared next week, we got to check and make sure the doctor isn't Dr. Van Nostren. <laughs> exactly. Or a veterinarian. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think he, again, he's he's got a great matchup against Jacksonville this week. So if he's available, I'd add him. A really frustrating note for me in my playoff. Um, I picked him up off of waivers instead of Trevor Lawrence. So big difference in the game that Yikes. I lost this week. Yikes. You must have not have looked at fantasy guys rankings. Then. <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, okay. Brock Purdy case. He's not on no, your roster. You right? don't get to, you don't get to bring him up. He, he's somebody, uh, he is, I feel like Shanahan's wearing those uh, meta goggles <laughs> and, and just seeing what Brock Purdy sees and mm-hmm. Brock Purdy has looked amazing so far. So, He's a guy that uh, could win you some weeks this week. Keep Brock Purdy's name out your mouth. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dalvin Cook's backup, Alexander Madison. You're not starting him, but at this point, these, he's an elite handcuff. He needs to be rostered. He's only 33% rostered. All of you who have Dalvin Cook, get him on your roster just in case. Hopefully, you don't have to play him, but if, if you do, he'll do wonders for you. And then the Chargers defense, they get to play that horrible indie offense um, who will be without Jonathan Taylor. So it's a very startable defense this week. So go get the Chargers defense. Um, All right. So those are some waiver ads for this week. Let's move on to my takeaways of the week, Casey. All right. Hold on. I just got to take a sip of water here. (laughs) Boy, that looks a little bit better than Natty Ice. This, this water looks a lot more like a beer than it does water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, All right. I'm talking a lot. I'm getting cotton mouth here. Uh, takeaways. Kenneth Walker played on 75% of the Seattle Seahawks snaps this week against the 49ers. It was a tough matchup. He only came through with 11 fantasy points. But I don't know if you watched any of that Thursday night game. He looked good. I thought his ankle looked healthy. He had a jammed ankle, which I think Pete Carroll <laughs> made up that term. <laughs> Uh, but there was one play. He had like a little dump off pass that he showed those four, three, eight wheels. And uh, so, no, he's looked really good. And 75% of the snaps is great for a Seattle running back. Also, I think 11 points against San Francisco's D, you got to add a three point multiplier. So that was really 33 points on the standard. Scale. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 15 points, but all right. So I agree. San Francisco is super stout against the running back position. So the, the fact that he came through with 11 was, was 
wasn't wasn't too bad. Uh, Deontay Deontay Johnson, a guy that we were not on this year, we were like completely like do not draft completely off of him, but he finally had a top twelve finish this week. Uh, he had uh, twenty points this week and was a top twelve wide receiver for the first time this season. It was his seventh seventh plus target game. So <laughs> one wow. of the most. Now here's the thing, Case. I might be on, in on him next year mm-hmm. because did he? I, I didn't even know if he scored a touchdown yesterday. He probably didn't. Um, I don't think he did. I was going I against him, and he has no touchdowns this year. This is yeah. we we brought up so many of these guys that we talked about last year. Trevor Lawrence, for example, these low touchdown rates. Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson will probably be a guy that we're actually in on next year, depending on where his ADP lands. Um. Okay, Michael Pittman had a 45% target share, 10 catches for 60 yards. Um, Michael Pittman, like, so the problem is the A dot's not very good. He had 10 catches for 60 yards, Case. Like, Oof. Yeah. that's the bad thing, but I'll take the 10 targets. Uh, actually, yeah. 10 catches. I think he had 14 targets in this game. Um, Drake London, a 42% target share. Drake London, the alpha wide receivers get targeted. He's definitely an alpha wide receiver. The problem is the offense is so bad. They're so run heavy. But I think this is more of a reminder. Like, he didn't come through with a big game. He had an okay game. But this is one of those things. I feel like Drake London could be a buy low that we're talking about this offseason in Dynasty because elite elite wide receivers get these kind of target shares, and he's been getting it all year. It's this not so goes into like your your draft strategy for next year because we were high on Drake London as a prospect um a lot of us I didn't love his landing spot I liked it in the fact that he could be a true alpha there but I didn't like it because of his quarterback situation yeah. and I felt like you know for draft strategy what you want to do you want to get the guy who's going to give you value the most right away even if it's not career long because you can trade that value for somebody like Drake London who isn't giving you that value yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not my wide receiver. We, we had, um, what's his name? The Garrett Titans. Wilson. wide. No, oh, we, I believe yeah. we ended up in the wide, the Titans wide receiver possibly. Yeah. Burks. Although we may have shifted on him a little bit, uh, as training camp was going on, but, um, we were also really high in Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson's got to be the guy now from that rookie class, the number one, but I think Drake London, he'll, he'll get there. All right. Saints tight end Jawan Johnson had a 32% target share. I saw both of the touchdowns he scored in that game. Uh, he's currently the tight end nine. He's ever since I told you that he uh, he his highest points were ten points for the year, and I said he's you know I wouldn't uh, go after him. He has been dominant. <laughs> yeah, your gut sometimes is uh, the opposite of what actually is happening. Yeah. Um. What's funny is when I was looking at this, Taysom Hill's the tight end 10. Oh, wow. So he's at the tight end 9 and tight end 10. That's funny. Uh, Texans wide receiver Chris Moore uh, didn't come through. He had a bad game, but he had 33% of the Texans target share, nine targets. Um, Let's monitor the situation. You know, if Brandon Cooks comes back and Nico Collins comes back, I think Chris Moore is kind of, he's done, you know. One no thing we, we didn't bring up either is I watched the beginning of that game and the first series of plays, they ran both uh, Jeff Driscoll and Sam Mills out. And hey, who do you uh, think out of those Dave, two? Dave, Davis Mills. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Davis Mills. Who do you think out of those two 
if you wanted one behind the center and one spread out wide, who would you put out wide? Probably. Well, wait, what do you mean? I, I guess I'd want uh, Mills out wide and just like run off the field as soon as the ball snapped. <laughs> yeah, they, I guess. For some reason, their first three plays, they put Sam Mills out wide as a wide receiver. Um, I, don't, I, I, I guess to take an offensive player off their team. <laughs> like, I, I don't, don't know. understand. I don't know, but the, I love that I corrected you and it was Davis Mills and you went right back to Sam Mills. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> nothing. Gonna, take notes. <laughs> um, all right, so anyway, monitor that situation. If uh, if Brandon Cooks is out again and Nico Collins is out, Chris Moore, he's getting the volume, so pay attention to that. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Judy had a 31% target share this past week, and uh, – over, I don't remember since which week, but in his last uh, four healthy games, he's averaging 14, or he's had at least a minimum of 14.6 points per game. Or Sorry, uh, screwing this up. <laughs> he's had a minimum of 14.6 points. He's had bigger games in there. That's his worst game. Oh, wow. um, and he's had at least seven targets in every one of those games. So the problem with Judy, I think you would agree, as a fellow Broncos fan, is always just been health. Yep. I, I think he always looks really good when he's actually playing. I I'm really curious to see what Denver does with him with that fifth year option since he was a first round pick, because I do think he's good. I think he's a really good wide receiver. I think he's just been unfortunate. I think he's also going to want out of Denver. Um, I, I have a feeling he's not going to be back with the team next year. Oh, why not? It's so awesome <laughs> here. Um, all right. Who, let's see who's next. Um, the lions. We talked about them last week. Going into this game is why we were against starting Bam Knight. Lions uh, defense is holding the number one running back. And what I mean by that is just the highest scoring running back from a team to 6.6 points per game since week eight. They have not had a single running back since week seven against the Dallas Cowboys. They have not had a single running back go over nine fantasy points. Their next two opponents, Carolina Panthers. So people who have Deonta Foreman or Chuba Hubbard, I would look for another option. Mm. Uh, now, the next week, they have David Montgomery. Uh, David Montgomery in week 17 will play them. Earlier in the year, uh, during the stretch, they played David Montgomery. He had 5.5 points. So mm. if you're in a deep league, you're probably going to f- still have to play David Montgomery. But if you're in a shallow league, pay attention. Yeah, you might want to mention. Um. All right, over the last five games, Trevor Lawrence is the QB3. He's only trailing Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, so two of those quarterbacks that just cheat with their (laughs) rushing ability. He's the the pocket passer that's getting it done. But Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence has been on fire. I will say he's a guy that we advise would be a a late-round quarterback, and he's been amazing this year. Um, And he's been even more amazing as of lately. So. Pretty impressive with him. And I also, I was looking at, I, Case, I don't know. I somehow forgot he was six foot six. Yeah. The guy. No, you, got, we had talked about this and I thought for sure he was six four just by looking at him. Yeah. I had that in my head. I had six four in my head and I was like, oh gosh, he's six six. Like, no wonder why he was considered <laughs> this like Adonis like prospect, you know? Yeah. Um, Evan Ingram, second straight game with at least 10 targets, third straight game. Uh, with at least seven, 
Uh, he's becoming a real force. He has had at least 14 points in three straight games. We obviously know what he did uh, last week when he scored nearly 40 fantasy points. Case, this was a guy, I remember you took him in the first round of a dynasty draft uh, his rookie year, 2017. He was, I want to say, kind of like Kyle Pitts before Kyle Pitts. Not quite as impressive of a prospect coming out, but like athletically, very similar, uh, very explosive. And I I know he had injury concerns, but I think part, or not injury concerns, injury history, but he's starting to look like the guy that we thought he would be and maybe he just needed a change of scenery and a good yeah. quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the guy can – he's a receiving tight end to his core. He's not that great – he's not a big guy. Um, it's Honestly, to me, it's, it's interesting that he's remained a tight end because I feel like he's more of a wide receiver than a tight end. But that's why he's, I took him so early. He's smaller than Mike Evans. It's it's interesting that Mike Evans is a wide receiver and he's a tight end. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, no, this the guy, I, I think – this feels like Darren Waller 2.0 to me. You know, you know like, what it was? He switched teams and he cut his hair. And he went to number 17. I think that's <laughs> part of it. So you got to take that into account. Case. That's true. Yep. Okay. On the same team, we talked about Trevor Lawrence doing great. Obviously, that's helped Evan Ingram and Zay Jones. Wide receiver six over his last four games. I just mentioned that. Uh, Zay Jones, until further notice, should probably be started. Didn't I just say... Oh, who did they got next? I don't even remember who they have next, but we'll we'll go over that in the flex. But Zay Jones is probably a must start at this point forward because of how how much he's getting targeted. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Jarek McKinnon has 15 receptions <laughs> over the past two weeks and back to back RB one finishes. Wow, scoring 32 and 34 fantasy points. Raise your hand if you saw this coming two weeks ago. <laughs> well, Stephen, I drafted him in Dynasty, um, and I purposely drafted him because I didn't like Clyde Edward Hilaire where he was being drafted. I was like, you know what? There's a good chance McKinnon gets something rolling uh, this season. I'll draft him really late. So he's been pretty fantastic on my team. That's awesome. No, if you have Jarek McKinnon and he was in your lineup, you probably won this week. So. <laughs> Well, that's it, uh, I guess, Case. I think we did it. I think yeah, we did I it without Jesse. Um, yeah. He doesn't need to come back, I guess. Nope. Stay on nope. vacation, buddy. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, just kidding. Jesse, we miss you. We can't wait to have you back. Um, we will not be doing a Dynasty podcast this week. Like I said, Jesse will be out. He's our college guy. We kind of rely on him for some of this rookie info. Uh, <laughs> but he'll be back the following week. Um, we w- He will be back, though, Thursday for the Flex podcast. So we'll be going over all the matchups we go over every game and say who we who we like and who we don't like so be sure to tune into that and uh yeah uh we'll be putting out a ton of content this week really trying to help everybody win their leagues um at fantasy guides on instagram um i'm gonna be doing as much as i can i'm gonna be burning candles the 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 candle at both ends you know staying up late Mm -hmm. getting up early trying to give you the best advice possible so be sure to tune in um but yeah Other than that, good luck, everybody, this week. And Case, you got anything to say? Uh, The best advice I can give you guys is honestly subscribe to his subscriber posts because he takes the work out for you. Like you might do your own research in quotes, but I I guarantee it's not as in-depth as Steven goes. And I just refer to it anymore. I have my gut talk to me, 
but I usually refer to the uh, score sheet that he puts out each week. Yeah, and also we we have subscriber chats where I will give my opinion on some start sits, but we also there's a bunch of people on there that are giving their opinions on stuff exactly. too. And, and people have just really been enjoying it kind of chatting back and forth. So there's a ton of guts on there. There's a ton of gut <laughs> calls on there. Yeah. And no, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So if you're, if you're not a subscriber yet on Instagram, be sure, be sure to subscribe. It's a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week and we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Peace. Je- Jesse, hurry back. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Natty ice. <laughs> Disgusting. (laughs) You know, Jesse, uh, he's always like giving us these signals to wrap it up. Uh, We're in 56 minutes and he's he's not on the podcast. So, what does that say? Usually, usually at this time, we're like at 110. You know, there's a lot of finger motioning and a circular motion going on right now from Jesse, and that's not here. No, it's not. It seems seems like one of the best podcasts we've done. No, Jesse, we miss you. Please come back ASAP.